Boy, can I help you? Listen up. I'm bringing you the best content to ever exist in the door-to-door industry from sales, leadership, recruiting, and personal development. Well, why would I need that? Because never before have we been able to collaborate with the top experts in their industries, sharing their secrets and techniques on what makes them the best. Wait, who, who are you? I'm your host, Sam Taggart, creator of the DDD Experts and DDDCon. Is there a place we can sit down? Well, come on in. We are excited to announce Jordan Belfort, the real Wolf of Wall Street, at D2DCon 2019, January 10th through 12th in Salt Lake City. Register today at d2dcon.com. Come as a team, learn as a team, leave as a team. Okay, everybody, welcome to the DDD Podcast. I'm Sam Tagger, your host, and I have an amazing guest, Freddie Katoda. And we are actually sitting in a hotel room in <laughs> San Angelo, Texas, the most beautiful part of Texas, West the Texas, the best, where the wind is just so abundant, and the <laughs> dust and the cow manure smells are of rich and happiness. Yes. Something like that. I agree. 100%. Yeah. Oh, man. So much to do. We went jet skiing in the dirt-infested waters of Lake <laughs> something yesterday. I don't know what it's called. Nazareth. Or something like that. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah, so super excited. Uh, these guys actually hired me to come and do some consulting for them and help build their instance of, you know, they're one of the largest clients of Door-to-Door University so yep. far. So super excited to kind of help support them in their journey to only better their uh, training and onboarding process and their, you know, we, we got some good stuff. Oh, you know? man. It's I'm like, talking about fire we, stuff. Fire, <laughs> real life. We spent the last three, four days on camera Literally, Freddie's in the car, cameraman's in the car, behind, like, hidden camera, zooming in. Like, like I'm all mic'd up, like, uh, secret camera behind, doing full, real sales to put in the university. Yeah. So that'll be super cool. It was good. It was and good. so it's been a kind of a, a double whammy. They get a ton of good stuff, some good training. The university gets good stuff. They're already part of the university, so yeah. it benefits anything. Well, you know, I think, you know, when you're in the door-to-door industry, you want to align yourself with people who are doing well. I mean, you guys are doing great things at D2D, so why, instead of, you know, hey, no, we don't want help. I mean, you know, when you're in a position of power, the last thing you want to do is act like you're, you know it all. Right? No, and, right. and, and, and we'll touch on that. That's something that we'll talk on. So today, so today I'll kind of give Freddie his little warm welcome, but like, seriously, that that's one thing that I admire about these guys over at Skyline is the investment into... Their people, they have card on you. They're building their own D to D U. I mean, you know, you're paying for consulting, you're paying for coaches, you're you you paid for your guys to go to D to D Con, you paid yep. for your guys to go to Ten X Con. Yep. I mean, it's like, like you're willing to go and invest in your people, and I see that's paying back dividends. When I watch yeah. some of these guys thrown in today, it was like well, it's yeah. pretty cool. You saw today. I mean, Jake Kelly, he's running the Rise Office out here, doing a great job, and a lot of the guys that we recruited, you know, we gave, basically gave it to them, you know, and but. They came through those courses, the DDDU, Cardone U, Skyline U, you know, they went through those courses and, you know, one of the, you know, best recruits that we have so far, you know, did seven his first week, you know, he's straight out of high school, right? And it's we have crazy. another one in, in Philly out with Pat Mendez and same type, type of scenario with Nico. So, you know, these type of recruits come through courses that we create, you create, you know, that yeah. help them be more successful from the beginning. Yeah, but a lot of people. I mean, it's probably a dumb investment to train your people. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's dumb. I don't know why you'd do that. But anyway, you guys, you guys are a little slow. So right. I'm just kidding. Uh, no. So basically, Freddie he manages over 
you know, been in the industry 12 years, manages over 300 sales reps. They're the largest Brinks dealer. You know, one of the, he, you've been featured on the Cardone podcast. Yeah. Uh, Ed Millet, Millet, I said Ed Millet, yeah. Ed Millet, uh, yeah. So and and a lot of these other big influencers, and it's cool to see you guys taking names and kicking butt. And you know, what I think is crazy is just how I've seen you guys and followed this journey over the last yeah. three years. You know, I've obviously been in the alarm industry, and it's like. Five years ago, I would have been like, "Who's Skyline?" You exactly. Know I mean? Actually, five years ago, Skyline was in West Texas in my turf. That's and true. We almost got in a fight with them. <laughs> so I definitely know who they were, but yeah. in a negative yeah, connotation because yeah. it was like a a battle. It was a battle. But so today we're going to focus mainly on recruiting. So if you're listening today, we're going to kind of go through uh, Freddie's journey and kind of what you've done over the years, but then tie that into like how you've been able to sustain the storm. And how to really hit this like I don't know the bell sh- like what's that like where the, you, uh, the momentum finally kicks in and it's like boom exponential peak. growth yeah yeah we're starting peak right now starting to see the compounding interest take place so like you know a big piece if you're listening this is mainly for guys that want to lead guys that want to grow guys that want to like be able to be long time lifers guys that want to find like the millions of dollars in this industry yeah. and like mine it for what it's worth. This is the podcast for you. So I'm super excited to have you on the show. So yeah. welcome, oh, welcome yeah. out. Well, we're spending a few days together. It's been fun. I know. You make, you make it exciting. So uh, very thrilled to be here. Yeah. So so tell us, I guess, who recruited you? I want to know who, who's the guy Who's the guy that can say, yeah, I recruited him. He's not even in the business anymore. I, I figured. I figured. Give him a shout. You know what's funny is, uh, so I'm LDS, so we were, I was at church, and the guy said, hey, man, you want to come out and make $50,000 in, in the summer? I'm like, I'm in. Like, I was easy. Yeah. Easiest recruit, you know? I remember meeting the, the manager and just going to Super Saturday for a company called First Line, out of business now, but Thanksgiving Point out in mm-hmm. Utah, and I remember going there and just like being like... Shout out to all my First Line people. <laughs> first Line. Uh, but I remember being there in that stadium, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, like, I'm not the only one. And look at all these people that are doing this. And I was just kind of like in awe, like, wow, this is this could be big, you know? So I was just captivated. I was kind of in the moment. I was like, man, this is going to be awesome. This is going to be an awesome experience. And I and I realized that, you know, for me at least, I was like, I was living in L.A., you know, and, you know, and I was living in, in a situation where I was like, man, I want to do better. I was dating a girl that was from Orange County, you know, and, and I knew that I was going to have to make some money to, you know, to marry her at one day. You know, so I knew I had to get in a better situation, and my job at the time was not going to afford that. And so I was like, "All right, well, this guy he, he hit me up. Let's let's do this." You know, and my wife, well, girlfriend at the time, she encouraged me. She said, "Yeah, I think you do good at this." You know, she had she had friends before that had done it before, and they did really well. And she's like, "I think you do well." You know, so that's all I needed. You know, just a little bit of encouragement uh, from a loved one, and then I was like, "I'm in." You know, so I went out there and to San Diego. Of all places, oh, okay. first office, yeah. Wow, Under, it's a um, tough market. It was a tough market. I became one of the top reps in that office, rookie, 22 years old. I was just, you know, hungry, you know. But it's funny because the guy who recruited me, he, Marco, he recruited me. He went into sales, couldn't cut to sales, went into a technician role, and then ended up getting fired as a technician. So wow. that was he was out, like, in two, month two, I think he was out. We're going to come back, like, remind me, we're circling back on that topic. Okay. Because I think that's something important. That's a nugget that we can extract because it has to do with recruiting. And, oh, man. And we're, we're going to dive into recruiting. I don't want to interrupt your story, but, oh, like, yeah. yeah, make sure I touch on that. Yeah, well, the cool thing about it was that, and I always, I always love this experience of mine, the first year, because I always cherish it. You know, because my first year... We were getting paid a hundred bucks up front, you know, that was it. And that's all I saw. 
And so my goal was to hit a thousand dollars a week. So my goal was to make ten sales a week, you know, so I can make that thousand bucks. But I love it because, you know, with what people get paid today, it's almost like a thousand bucks you can make it in a day. You know, so for me it taught me discipline of hard work because I was like, Well, I'm only getting paid a hundred. So my second year when I became a manager out in Jersey in New York, you know, I was getting paid uh, five hundred bucks a sale. So I was like five times more than what I was already making. So I'm like, dude, I was making this like year one a hundred dollars so now I have opportunity to make five hundred dollars so I just used it to make you know I ended up making six figures that year hundred thousand bucks and so I was like man just that what taught what it taught me you know because some people you get paid so much and you're just like oh, okay cool I'll go sell one yeah. you know and that's it you know but that second year really elevated my you know my ambition because I was getting paid more and so why not work more exactly you know and some people kind of do the reverse right where they get paid more they work less yeah. You're like, wait, what, what happened there? Like, you know, it's literally they just maintain their income. <laughs> exactly. You know, you're so. a manager, doesn't matter. You're a rep, doesn't matter. Yeah. You get paid twice as much, doesn't matter. I'm yeah. still gonna make six figures. Yeah, and <laughs> it's funny. Like, yeah, because yeah, everyone always talks about this. Always says you're always gonna uh, you're always gonna work to pay your bills. Yep. That's it. I mean, so if your bills are a thousand bucks a month, you work for a thousand bucks a month. You know, so just enough to pay your, all your bills. You feel satisfied. Yep. You know, that's almost complacent. So, I mean, obviously in the commission world. You know, it's different because we have a potential to make more, but it's almost the psychology of, you know, even though we can potentially make more, we almost still have that minimum wage or that wage type 100%. of, you know, mentality where, oh, well, I'm just going to stay here because this is what I know. When you, you know, are in a Ferrari, but you don't get out of first gear. Well, first gear actually pretty goes pretty fast, but still, you know, that concept of, you know, being in a vehicle that can really take you to the next level, but not using it to its full potential. 100%. Yeah. So fast forward, you were top rep, you managed, you went to some other company, they went out of business, yep. and then let's let's start off there. So this was what, 2000? 2009. Nine, you're like, I'm gonna start my own thing. Yeah, so. And tell us a little bit about that kind of. Well, the cool thing was, so the owner of that company that was gonna go out of business, he, he approached me and the other top rep, uh, Leo, Leo Sageman. Big shout, shout out. out. Shout out to Leo. If you know him, like this and share it yeah, and tag him. Leo Sageman. Um, and he, you know, me and him, you know, we got along really well. We, we formed a company called Shield Protection and we went into business. Like we, we had no idea, no clue what to do. We were sales guys. Like we weren't, you know, business guys. The whole different, you know, beast. Being a businessman and being a salesperson is two different worlds. And so, cause all of a sudden now we had to hire uh, customer service agents. We had to train them. We had to hire technicians. We had to, someone to train them. You had to buy your own equipment. You had to get an office. You have to get... Uh, insurance, you know, the list goes on and on and all these unexpected costs. Shirts, hats, materials, marketing, signs. You know, it's like, wait a minute, I thought... Software. I was like, yeah, software. Admin. To admin. I'm like... Payroll to payroll taxes. Yeah, payroll taxes, <laughs> liabilities. Wait, what happened? I thought we were a lawyer to write contracts. <laughs> yeah, I thought we were going to make more money, you know, ended up being making less. And so I went and we, we did business for a couple of years and then, you know, he moved on to a different state and so we kind of just you know, consolidated and said, all right, you do that, I'll do me. And so that's how we kind of figured that out. And so when I, you know, had my own, my own operation, I was kind of like, all right, well, I'm, I still had that ambition. All right, I'm going to be the best. I'm going to go forward and make it, make it huge. Um, but you know, that you know, it came with its own problems, you know, and, uh, I realized I was like, man, I really just like the whole sales part of the job, like the rallying people, recruiting, the selling, like, that's really what I really like to do. I didn't really get in this industry to become an administrator. Like that wasn't my goal, you know. Yeah. Now I'm administrating people. I'm teaching people how to customer service. That wasn't necessarily my goal, 
but you have to become that when you're a small company, right? Yeah. You, have to, you have to wear a lot of hats. And so because of wearing a lot of hats, I was like, all right, well, I'm doing all this and that. You know, you realize like, well, is this really what I want to do? You know, you ask, I asked myself that question. I'm like, man. And so, you know, I said, all right, well, I'm going to take more of the administrative. And I hired a uh, recruiter to recruit for me. And then so he said, uh, you know, he had this game plan. I really liked it. Our first year, we were doing, you know, 80 to 100 accounts a month year round. You know, so we ended about 1,200 accounts that first year. So I was like, man, this is awesome, you know. And unfortunately, you know, the guy wanted more money, you know, and, and that whole thing unraveled and ended up uh, doing a, you know, uh, in the middle of the night kind of deal and just left and took half my team, you know, and, uh, you know, everything kind of shut down real fast. And we'll, and we'll talk on that for a minute. Yeah. Because that, I mean, that's part of recruiting and yeah. part of team building yeah. and that's part of what happens. And, that was, and that's the thing I didn't understand at the time. I was like, well, you know, he took half the team and so naturally you know what I went into which now I realize I shouldn't have done is I went into like just try to keep and maintain rather than okay well they left I should just keep growing keep going you know and I realized I was like well that was my mistake you know my mistake was just maintain what I got because I lost that I just got to maintain this and that was the wrong mentality I should have said well keep this but let me add another 10, 15 guys. Because what's the consequences of just being like, let me hold on to my few little chicks I got under my wing. Exactly. Like, what are the consequences that come from managers that do that? I mean, it, you know, you're living in that mind of scarcity, right? Where there will be more guys leaving, but you'll get more guys coming in. And so, you know, in the door-to-door industry, it's a revolving door, right? Not everyone's going to stay. Some people will, some people won't. It's not for everyone. And so the consequence for that was, oh man, all of a sudden, you know, production goes down right expenses maintain and then all of a sudden you know being a dealer chargebacks start going up so i'm like oh man this is you know almost a you know it's not going the right direction production down um admin up chargebacks up it's the wrong equation you want to be in and so it really like forced my hand to make some decisions um but it's it's very you know interesting story because that same person that had you know given me or done some recruiting for me also was the one who actually helped me because before he did that he introduced me to Edwin from Skyline and uh, we me and Edwin kicked it off really really fast and uh, you know when that whole situation happened I just reached out to him and said hey you know is there a way we can work together and you know really build this up and at the time I'm sure he was like yeah you know sure let's you know let's figure it out you know but I remember telling him I was like dude I want to be your right hand man like that was my goal like I was like how do I get there you know he's like all right well you got to be the top guy here you know and I was like all right well check right all right now i know I my goal yeah. i know my target you know so once he gave me my target i was like, all right cool um you know first year i did you know we did 550 accounts uh second year did 1100 by the third year i became you know uh the top region then we did 4,000 accounts and so you know that happened pretty fast you know and so that's when i became more in the vp role and and we really just thought about okay well how can we do this on a on a big big level rather than just on a region how can we really do this and that's when we got into the more influential or influencer space and you know that's really where our bread and butter is now you know where we're getting a lot of people who have that state of mind of you know whatever it takes tanks mentality you know max out you know that's that's our audience now I mean recruiting has changed you know um, if you're not in Utah it's a whole different beast like Utah obviously already kind of has that mentality of like you know they just it's expectation right I'm gonna go out in the summer and I'll make <laughs> I'll make 100 grand. Like, it's an expectation, right? Yeah. Outside of Utah, like in California or other states, you know, it's like, first you have to convince them, like, hey, man, this is a real job, right? It's door-to-door. I know, don't get scared. 
right? And it's in this commission, right? You're, you're already kind of setting them up. They're like, oh, you know, I'm almost scared. Yeah. Right? We have success, and you have to kind of show them, you know, a paycheck or an award or something so they can understand that this is real. And then they're like, okay, well, maybe I'll do it, maybe I won't. And then, you know, they're not mentally ready for it, and so they end up failing. Um, and so that's really what we've seen the change in recruiting um, is finding the individuals who already have that, like, who already had so that it's mindset. into those marketplaces. Yeah, and then just go after that market, right? Rather than convincing somebody, educating them on, because that time will come for that person, but they're probably just not ready for it at that time. Yeah. It'll come at some time, just maybe not now. And, you know, whenever that time comes, we'll be ready for them. I love that. Yeah. So it's more, and, and this is like one of the main principles that I wanted to talk on was it's this principle of attraction and making sure that people are aware, hey, we're hiring. Yeah. Because, you know, you've almost branded your entire social media platform, Join Skyline. Like yeah. that's your Insta handle. So yep. it's like, I wonder what that means. Well, it's pretty obvious. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, but it, it's, it's funny. Like, and somebody, like somebody tagged me in a post yesterday and, you know, they have like, oh, I was out here with Sam Tagger and, you know, we were working at the handle, Join Skyline. And you know what I mean? And I'm like, well, that's, I guess, how else would you not, like, yeah. you're, you're recruiting, but you're not, like, you have to. Yeah. Like, it's almost forced because your whole brand, that's our brand. Yeah. your brand is that. And it's like, and it's funny, I did another podcast with Asim, and he, one of the things that he said on recruiting was like, you need to let the world know you're hiring. Exactly. He's like, yes. if the world knows I'm hiring, then great. At least they know I'm hiring. Right. And if they're down in the dumps or they're dead end job or they're not happy with their other company or they're pissed off at their boss. So true. Where do they come? They're like, oh, well, I know they're hiring. Exactly. <laughs> it's pretty obvious. Right. And whoever has the loudest drum will get hurt, right? Exactly. So, and I mean, if you are in, the, not say in their face, but if you're promoting what's really happening, yeah, then you'll get the right people. Yeah. You'll, you'll attract the right people that are ready for that. And so I think a lot of people, and it's funny, we talked about this yesterday on our group coaching call, is it was how, you know, you're not, we talked and you were like, I'm not really that social media guy. Like, <laughs> you know, it's funny because I, I, I played a post about this the other day. I was like, guys, realize I wasn't one to be, I, I made fun of the people. I'm like, do we really need to know what you're eating right now? <laughs> do we really need to know you're taking yeah. a dump? Like, seriously, you yeah. put that on Instagram? Like, you right. want the world to know you're about to go take a dump. Like, cool, good job. <laughs> like, not the best. You, you know what I mean? Like, and I'd make fun of that. And now it's like, shoot, I, I'm that guy now. Yeah. Darn it. But I think it's different, though, because the content that you come out with, right? Because who wants to put out that post, right? I mean, yeah. you kind of see that type of person. You're like, eh, I don't want to be associated with that person. But if you're putting out positive content, you know, that should be a loud drum. I mean, there's enough negativity already in the world. Why not be the company, the person to put out something positive? You know, because I think in, in Instagram or whatever social media you use, there's a lot of negative, a lot of like, you know, things going on in the world. And, you know, it'd be good to see a post. And that's why I, I follow, you know, companies or people that are positive, right? Because yeah. that's what I like to see. That's what I like to, you know, be about. And so if I've seen that, if we're promoting that, then we're going to attract the same people. Exactly. And so that's how, that's how I see it. We align ourselves with people who think outside the box, who are positive, but also, you know, have a lot of goals, you know, and, and those goals need to be accomplished. And, you know, our company, you know, we provide that. And what, have, what are some of the things that you've done to kind of network with a few of the influencers that have helped put you into these markets that are ambitious people that are, you know, almost like little, little communities, yeah. um, you know, just like what I've created with DDD tribe. It's, 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 it's a community. Audience, yeah. It's an audience. 
But it's just, it's like even this podcast, it's like yep. now you're getting in front of this audience, right? right. You've gotten in front of other audiences yep. and other audiences. Like what are some ways that you've networked to kind of get in front of those audiences? Well, it's interesting because all you really have to do is just send a DM. Like it literally is that simple. Like, hey, like let's, let's collaborate. Let's do something. And if you're uh, impressive enough to the person, they'll be like, yeah, that sounds, sounds like a good idea. Obviously, if they look at your Instagram account or you know your your website, they're like, yeah, it's not something we want to be you know uh, associated, associated with. with. They won't do that. But it happens a lot, actually. Right? I get hit up all the time. And what I do you Facebook do? stalk them or I Instagram exactly. them, and I'm like, nah, dude. Exactly. Right? <laughs> so that's I mean that's what you do though, right? You get a DM, you're like, oh, well, let me check his profile. Yeah. Or her profile. And you're like, oh no, that's not that's not the direction we want to go. Right? So so that's why you have to have. Good valuable, Good, content, valuable content, clean, professional, yep. it's smooth, and because that's, essentially, it's a resume. Exactly. Yeah. No, it's exactly what it is. When, when you're recruiting, it's like, you're you're playing a dance. You're playing a date. Yeah. I'm going to date you, you're going to date me. Exactly. I'm, I'm going to Facebook stalk you before I send the DM. Yep. And I'm also, you're probably going to Facebook stalk me right back. It's just exactly how it works. And I think a lot of people aren't aware of, okay, what pictures, what like what's the what's the level of quality I'm I'm promoting or do I not even have anything? It's like you have a hundred friends. This guy must be really cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like that. Yeah. I mean, that, it's it's just fact. It is, right. and we pay attention to that. Yeah, and there's a lot of things you know, and there's a lot of fake accounts too. I mean, you, you gotta be careful too, right? Because you got someone that has a million, you know, maybe not a million, but maybe fifty thousand accounts, right, or followers, and then you look into them to get two likes. You're like, yeah. You know, that's not probably somebody that actually has an audience. Yeah. They say they have an audience, but not really necessarily has an audience. And so you got to be careful. You got to do your homework, right? And so for us, I mean, we've, we've just tried to put out content that is positive. Um, we obviously make sure we recognize our our company and things we're doing. I mean, we were just talking about doing jet skis, and we got some video of that, put it on Instagram. You know, things like that, you know, of not only that, though, the positive, but, you know, the hustle of what we do. Not, a, not an easy job to do, right? And yeah, because so. a lot of people don't know about this vehicle. And that's like a big thing that I'm advocating with DVD. Yeah. It's like, everybody's like, oh, door to door. People still do that. Yeah, you know what I mean? And, and, and I'm sure you still get that. Yeah, like, still. And it's like, you're tapping into these new markets. Like, it's so funny. Like, real estate and, and insurance people and, you know, car people. Right. Like, Mario, this stud you just hired. He, he comes in, car sales dude. And he's yep. like, oh my gosh, like, I'm so grateful. I talked to him for like an hour last night and he almost cried because he's like I never imagined myself doing such an amazing thing and making so much money so fast and uh, but the problem is is if we're not all advocating this opportunity in a positive way we're not representing ourselves right it's not like nobody knows about this and I I think as a conglomerate as like a as a group as a a tribe the more we do that the more everybody recruits yeah I think you know in the beginning when you came out with DDU I was I mean DTD I was kind of like what is what is this you know because it's just like you know because obviously I looked you up and I you know face stalked you and And I had my long hair and still had this guy at the moment well he still had like VP of Soul Seas and all that like oh "Oh, hold on a second what is this really he's a trick it's a trap guys and I was like to myself like brilliant you know this is amazing you know a lot but then obviously when when he got to know you and see your content and see that you and especially when you had the conference i mean you're like dude this is neutral like i i remember seeing people there at the conference and they had like their their company shirt and then like an hour later they had a regular or a dtd or a, oh we make them take yeah. it off i was like what happened like, oh yeah they missed i was like dang okay it was like official right yeah. and so obviously you police it to the extent that you can 
But, I mean, that's when I realized, okay, he, he is neutral. They didn't necessarily want to promote more of the D2D rather than a company or rather than just, you know, specific people, right? And, and that's what I saw. I mean, that's when I was like, all right, cool. I can, I can jump on board with this just because of that, you know, because you're like, okay, how, the community, how can we help each other? Because I firmly believe, you know, the mind of abundance where there's enough for everyone. Like, I mean, only for us in the large space, it's only like 24%. I mean... I think we're okay with sharing, you know, the other percentage with the rest of the other companies, right? And for us, I mean, you know, we'll do our thing. Those other companies do their thing. I mean, we're not necessarily the type that will try to recruit somebody and try to pull them like that. You know, if they come to us, great. If not, I mean, we'll find people. And yeah. so, and, and speaking of that, because one of the, the points I wanted to make was, how do you play the long game in recruiting? And, and it ties with this abundant mindset, yeah. right? There's so much to go around, but also being in this, I'm not like... One like Bert, her same day install, same day, same day recruit. Different, yeah. 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 Um, but how have you played this long game abundant mindset, and how has it paid off for you over the years? I mean, that's you know one of the you know one of my biggest recruits was somebody I recruited for three years, you know, and consistently following up and you know creating a relationship with that person, and uh, you know it, it took the third year to finally recruit that person, so. If I wasn't persistent enough, if I wasn't thinking of a big goal, if I wasn't thinking of a long time strategy, that would have never happened, right? If I was like, okay, well, he said no, forget him. I didn't need him anyway. I mean, that's not. I mean, is that is that that's not me? Number one, if is that you? I mean, if that's you, then you're really just looking for the dollar, right? Yep. You're not really trying to help somebody. Yep. You're just trying to get paid, you know. And and in this industry, like I said, you know, we we make enough that you know many people can be successful. I mean, there's a lot of companies that are promoting that and that's great I mean I I applaud you know like some of the cultures of different companies that they're doing like I I encourage that that's something great that's you know and and for us it's we want to do the same thing but we're doing it a little differently yeah you know and that's okay you know that I mean like I said I mean, there's enough for everyone you know and uh, as long as you keep that vision of long term those people will eventually have a bad experience with that company eventually get burned out of that industry or whatever and then be like hey I keep seeing his joint skyline everywhere, and man, and we've got recruits like that. Man, I just keep seeing you guys everywhere. I just I want to check, about, I yeah, check I you guys check out. out. Yeah, what's this all about? You know, yeah. and so you know that's why you know the the uh, social media platform is is important to the recruiting today. It's huge. So kind of going back to this other abundant, and you know, I said I wanted to touch on this who recruited you yeah. aspect because I found a lot of people what stops them from recruiting is this fear of well, if I recruit him and he sucks. Well, the guy that recruited you sucked. <laughs> yes. He then went tech and then sucked at that. Yeah, and he got fired. And then he got fired. But what came of that? Because the guy that recruited him, had he not recruited him, would have never had a Freddy. Right. And I think this is where people, they slow down, is they say, well, I recruited 10 guys last year, and the, and eight of them quit. And I'm like, so you're going to just like quit now? Like, might yeah. as well just go home. Right. Be done. Right. But it's like, we don't think long term, like, yeah, some people, it's just, they need the experience, they need to learn that they fail at a lot of things, and they need to learn that, when are they going to wake up and say, I dictate my success in life in general, right. not just door-to-door, -door. maybe this, maybe it was just a good learning experience, exactly. I didn't make any money, but it's like, it's not your job to say, I'm going to deprive them of that opportunity and the learning experience that maybe wasn't for the money, but it was mainly to learn, and then help them recruit and help them network. Right. And then I might find that guy. And then I might find the guy, the guy, the guy, the guy, 40 levels deep. And that was my guy that's now the VP of a multi-million dollar company. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, 
some people think like, ah, oh, if I recruit my buddies and then they get mad at me because they quit, then, like, you know what I mean? Then it stops them. They yeah. stop themselves. Right. And I think that's another like principle of recruiting that's almost even more not talked about than probably should be. Yeah, I, no, I, I completely agree. Are online reviews important for your business? Have you ever lost a deal due to a bad review on Google, Facebook, or a Yelp page? If this is you, we can help. Opinion is the easiest and most effective way to drive five-star reviews to the review pages that matter most to you. Call or email us and mention Virtual d to decon and we'll get you started for free. On that note, the, the other thing that I wanted to jam on was how do you deal with some of those moments where you lose your guys? Because yeah. have you lost recruits? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, it happens. <laughs> yeah. Like, it happens, right? I mean, my first year of managing, which was my second year in the business, all those guys are not with me today. Yeah. Did that stop me from doing what I'm doing today? No. I mean, to your point, it's not for everyone, you know, and, and maybe, and we're, I still have good relations with them, and my third year, are those people with me? I have some of those still with me, but not everyone, right? Fourth year, same thing. You start collecting a few guys, and it starts compounding, but just because you lose all your guys, I mean, I lost half my guys, you know, in 2012. I mean, that could have been like, oh, man, this is it. it's over, you know, like, I only have half. I mean, I don't think I can do it anymore. You know, but I compounded that really fast because the reason why is because that's the, the mentality of abundance where, okay, well, hey, great job. Like, pe- people leave, right, to go to other industries or other companies. All right, hey, good luck, you know, hope everything works out, right? Not this mentality of like, no, we're not friends anymore. Don't request me anything. Oh, oh man, gosh. that just boggles my mind. I was like, wait, you were my friend. When I was working for you, yeah. and now I don't work for you, and all of a sudden we're enemies? Like, how did that happen? Yeah. It's like, well, so were we never friends then? You know, were we just, was I just a paycheck to you? You know, so that's, that was for me was, because it happened to me my first year. Really, my, my regional was like, you know, my friend and everything, like, oh, I'll help you, help you. And then when they were going under, and I was like, hey, I'm, I'm not going to stay here, I'm, I'm out, you know, and like. All of a sudden, you know, he was... We're firing yeah, you! Yeah, I was like, you know what? I was, fi- I was fired from the company <laughs> I left. For leaving. For leaving, yeah. <laughs> yep. Wait, I got fired that, when I that, left. Isn't that quitting? I know, I'm like... Or resigning, it? I guess. Uh, I guess they want to beat, it, beat me to it, I guess. Right, right. <laughs> I don't know. But, but I, you think about it, right? Like, you were, we were just friends, like, five minutes ago, and now all of a sudden we're enemies. Like, why? You know, yeah. and that mentality is a short-minded mentality. Yeah. Like, that's not like... Like, if someone leaves, hey, sorry I didn't do a good enough job. Yep. I, I obviously didn't make a relationship with you I mean if you think it's better over there then good luck to you because I know that I did everything in my power to make sure it was it was the way it was supposed to and sometimes we fail I mean it's just you know I messed up before but because I'm playing the long run it's more than likely that person will end up coming back 100% because it's the second somebody senses a sense of short term they want to play in a game with a leader that senses long term exactly it's people want to play with the guy that they're like, can I count on this guy being there for me in two years, not mm-hmm. just for me for four months? Right. Or You know what I mean? And I think uh, playing that game of like, look, I'm so abundant. I can play, you know, wait three years to get that one guy because I'm going to play the relationship card. Right. I can play the game of, yeah, I'll spend money into social media and time and energy where maybe for six months, I don't get ever a DM ever. But then it's that one guy. <laughs> and changes like, the world. And you're just like, oh, that six months paid off? Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, true. it's playing the game of like, I'm here to 
show consistency because I think another piece that people don't play part of is it's I'm being consistent enough where I'm at versus oh I'm hopped I'm at seven different companies over the last seven years and it's like really you're going to recruit me because then I'm going to have to end up wearing different hats every year like I don't want to play that game I mean that that shows a resume it shows a resume seven companies seven years I mean and I think I think what happens is those things like the consistency the long haul the the I lost guys and it's like yeah that's part of recruiting yeah I mean and not 100% retained yeah that's that's how it works I know and and people are like man if I, I I would recruit more if they actually sold it's like well you know and then the last principle that I want to I want to touch on is have you ever dealt with the issue and this is a mindset thing with recruiting man I could be selling twice as many oh god if I didn't have to spend so much time with these dinks yeah, it <laughs> yeah okay I'm the, I, and if you're the dinks that your manager's spending time oh, with man. realize that goes through his head yeah he sometimes wants to be like f y'all i'm gonna go sell you guys right. figure it out on your own like, right and that's a real thing it is a real thing and, I, and we encounter that you know here with sometimes with our managers and other companies i've heard about it it's not it's not a uh, kept secret right yeah it's something that happens <clears throat> and i just want to put board. it out there it happens it's across the board but i mean in realistic terms you know i my first year of managing i mean you know um i sold 180 accounts in those four months and my team did maybe 400 accounts so they didn't do well but that didn't prevent me from stop what i had needed to do but it also i try to help them as much as i can but you can only help as much as they possibly can or want want it for themselves right you can't you can't be the only one wanting it for them right and so you kind of have to find, you know, those people. In my second year of managing, the same thing, and you're finding out who's really in, who's out. And some people are okay with doing, you know, 60, 70 accounts. They're like, all right, cool. Like, it was successful for me. I made, you know, a couple thousand bucks or whatever it is, and I'm happy with that. I'm like, okay, well, I mean, that's your comfort. That's of, you. Yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's and you. I, and I love you that's for fine. you. Yeah, that's yeah. great, you know. And so, but that's, that's the mentality of you can't just recruit five guys and be like, these are the five guys that are going to take me to the top. Yeah. And I was like, no, no, no. These are the five guys that are going to take you to that next step. Exactly. And then you got to recruit another and then 10 three guys. Three of them are going to quit. Yeah. You got to recruit another 10 guys because then five of them are going to quit. Yeah. And you just got to, it's just, an, you got to keep recruiting. I think one of the biggest mistakes that I made when I was, um, when I had my own company was I stopped recruiting. Like, because we, we got so full. We're like, oh, we're, well, I had five teams going out every day. You know, we were one of the top money dealers. And I was just like, oh, top 25. And so we were, we were grinding, you know, we had, I had five cars going out every day, you know, year round. And I was like, yeah, this is awesome. So I'm like, ah, you know what? Let's, let's pause on this recruiting thing. Cause I think we're all right. You know, biggest mistake, you know, cause yeah. then what happens? There's a revolving door, right? People end up quitting and all of a sudden they're like, oh wait, now we got to go back to recruiting. But now this team is suffering. Oh wait, I have to help that team now. Wait, we got to recruit though. And then all of a sudden everything gets jammed up. Yeah. Where if we would have kept recruiting, you're going to create a problem where you have too many recruits, which is a good problem. It's a better it's problem. It's better than yeah, the other it's, one. It's better than the other one. Right? The other one was, oh man, we don't have any more recruits. Now we have to recruit. You so, know? Why, so, so I guess my then that kind of segues me into like, why play the recruiting game when you're already making so much money just as a rep? Because that's how you build a, a, a future. You know, if if you're in this long term, right? You want to build a, a team. You want to build um, more use. You want to duplicate yourself more. Because that's what really puts you at a next level, right? I mean, there's two ways to make revenue, I think, in, in the sales game. Number one is personal production, and number two is uh, recruiting and, and having overrides. You know, so that's two sets of income coming in, you know? And so 
you know, that's, you know, as a manager, I mean, that's your bread and butter. I mean, you're managing a team, making great money doing that. And then you're also personally producing. So you're making great money at that. So you're getting the best of both worlds, you know? So why not keep doing that rather than just, oh, well, I'm just going to, I mean, there are some people that just like to sell alone. That's okay. I mean, that's fine. Like I said, that's on them. That's what they want to do. And that's, they like that flexibility of time. They like to, they like to yeah. do what they want to do. Fine. If that's what they see this as the vehicle for, then so be it. Make it happen. Yeah. I mean, that's, for me, I, I really see that as the opportunity where if you're a first year rep and, and you want to recruit, I mean, not only do you have to sell them on the dream, but you also have to show them a little bit of what you're doing, right? Oh, this is, we're doing great, and you haven't sold any yet. You know, it's like, wait, you how many have you sold? Yeah. Right? And let's let's see you. And the easier way to recruit is by having personal success. 100%. And so those are kind of, I mean, those are really the main principles that I wanted to kind of ask. Like, yeah. you know, and these are like, guys, This I, I ask these questions. If you're listening to this, it's simply because... I've been there. I do it. I yeah. watch you do it. I consult companies that ask me. I coach, what, 10 CEOs, and they always ask, like, the number one question is, I want to find that guy. <laughs> we got to find him then. I got to, I want, I, hey, can you just, like, help me find that one VP that can just then recruit? And I'll just, yeah. like, you know, hang back. And I'm like, um, uh, yeah, you want to just, you know, probably get a different job <laughs> i'm just like right. so you're probably never going to succeed right if you're just counting on oh i'll find that one recruit that then recruits me an entire team that one recruit is going to take your job exactly but they become simple. the company they become the company that's the person that holds the cards right and it's the person that can always be bringing in talent that's performing value. is the person that creates value therefore per- person with power person of influence and i promise like it's, I've seen it over and over and over again, and that's why obviously you have so much influence, you have so much clout, is because you have been able to attract, bring in. I mean, I like hate Jake because I literally watch him, and it's like, oh yeah, I should get that guy. I'm like, you shouldn't get a soul. Like that guy was handed to you. Yeah. Like you didn't do a thing for that guy. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, gosh, like I never got guys just like here you go. I just here here's thirty guys. Like yeah. here's ten guys. Well, that's, I'm like, that's of, crazy. That's that's like the biggest difference of us, right? I We're know. Like, we'll give you guys. Like here's some guys. Like just because we need because you need people to lead up. Yeah. But then that goes to show. It's like well, then there's a deficit of good leaders. Exactly. Because no, what if you them. had more guys that you felt confident to say, here's some people coming to us. Yeah. And you could say, well, who do we send them? Because we got like thirty amazing leaders that I'm really yeah, confident exactly. in. Yeah. And I, my biggest problem when I was VP, it was like, I was nervous sending guys to people because I'm like, I don't know if I trust your leadership, to be honest. That's true. I don't know if I trust, like, you're going to take care of them in the most powerful way. And, you know, and that's a scary feeling that you've probably been yeah. in. And it's like, if you knew, without a doubt, you could trust, like, 10 of your leaders, yep. it would be like... Easy done. Oh, I will open yeah. the floodgates. Yeah. Like, well, that's the thing. I think, you know, because you, you talk to these reps, right? Talk to them, recruit them. You sell them on the dream of what what can happen. The last thing you want to do is say like, "Oh man, I hope I hope that guy doesn't mess up." Like, yeah. oh, yeah. I shouldn't send to that guy, you know, because that guy is probably gonna mess up his experience, right? You don't want to be the you don't want to be the guy. Oh yeah, Freddie guy. He told me I was gonna make a lot of money. I'll be able to fulfill my dreams and my hopes. But then I got with this manager, and I was just like, "What is he talking about? Yeah. Like, was Freddie even telling the truth? You know, like like oh man, that, that weighs on me." You know, so, so I want to make sure that that is a good situation for that person. Huge. Super important principle. So it's make sure you have the leadership to sustain the recruiting. Yep. If you don't have the leadership, be the freaking leader yep. that it takes to make sure you sustain that recruiting. So, dude, I, I honestly appreciate anything. Before, I always ask one last question at yeah. the end of my podcast. But 
Dude, I, anything else that you want to jam on before my last question? Yeah, no, I, what I think is, you know, in the door-to-door industry, you know, I was, in the beginning, I was kind of ashamed of it, you know, and, and I think anyone is listening to this who's thinking about doing door-to-door, I mean, what's the worst thing that can happen? Think about it. What's the worst thing that happen? You get no's, you get rejected, but then you really learn about yourself. I, we were talking about this earlier where the person really opening that door is you because you're giving yourself that opportunity. You're learning about yourself, or your vulnerabilities, your weaknesses, your strengths. You know, you're learning about who you really are and who can you can really become. And a lot of times I think, you know, the door-to-door industry gets a lot bad rap because it's a hard job. It's a hard job. Plain and simple. Yeah, it's a hard job. Yeah, it is a hard job. But it, it's been the most rewarding for me. It's, it's what's brought my family uh, you know that peace of mind of you know financial success and stability and you know who would have known I mean I would have never thought of being this this long you know I've had plenty of opportunities along the way but I was like man this is just something I really enjoy doing and I really feel like this is something that I can do long term and even though I've done it for 12 years I mean I don't see me not doing it for another 12 years yeah like it's it's this is it like this is my long-term goal so you you feel like it's a real job? It's a real job. <laughs> just it's a real job. You have to clock in, yeah, clock out. Okay. With, you know? it's, it's, yeah. So it is a real job. A real like job. we can validate that. Yeah, yeah it's a validation. Okay. Yeah. Guys, you've heard it firsthand. Freddie Katona, door to door is a real job. Yes. Let's put it that way. Yes. Um, no, but okay. So last question: okay. If you had to give a rookie, let's say brand new first year rep, it's what June end of June. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna speak to. By the time this post is probably August, mid mid July, last couple months of the summer, what did what advice would you give that first year guy? So my advice is end with a bang. You know, you got a, you got a month and a half, maybe two months left. Why not end on a good note? Like end in a positive note. Like the first month and a half, two months, you're learning still, right? There's a lot of things that you haven't learned before that you're learning today, and now you know you should be a little bit more of, of a veteran as far as a uh, you know mindset that you know you can do your job, right? The skills are there. It should be there by this time. And now it's just a mindset game. Yeah, it's just, can you play fourth quarter? Can you play fourth quarter? Like, you got the skills now. Yeah. You can't really, oh, I don't know my pitch. You should know your pitch by now. Yeah. I sh- you should know about your rebuttals, your transitions, your closes, soft closes. You should know all that by now. And now it's really just about testing your mind. Like, how far can you really take this? Um, and for me, it was, you know, like my last... My last fourth quarter was, you know, it was really good because I was like, man, I just want to finish strong. I had a goal I wanted to hit, which was 125. I hit 126. And I was like, yeah, I, you know, I got it. I was, I was cleared, you know, and I was happy about that. And so you want to end on a bang so that you don't regret the four months total. Yeah, no, and that's huge. I think one piece on that is you remember the last month. You don't remember the three months. Right. So if, you're, if your last month was super solid, your retention, your you know, thoughts going into the next year, your, your, what you remember of the experience is much more satisfying. Right. Where if you end with a decline and you end just kind of like, oh, I'm just going to like coast it out. Right. The chances of you having a good next year are much lower, oh, yeah. in my opinion. You got to end with the momentum, right? End with a bang, make it memorable. Why not? You're already there. Yeah. It's like, I mean, you ain't going nowhere. You haven't quit yet. So. And, and it's like, what is burnout? Like it's, it's it's just all in your head. It's yeah. like, what do you mean burn out? Yeah. Like we're not really vehicles. There's no right. gasoline in us. Right. It's like you're still eating, yeah. and living, aren't you? Right. <laughs> yeah, like, a lot of times the burnout is just that. If you want to talk about a car, right? If you do want to burn out, right? That means you're not putting any fuel in. So your fuel is what 
your mindset. Like, yeah, it's your mind. You know, your, your purpose, your goal. What are you doing? Like, what is this for? If you're not feeding that, then of course you're gonna burn out. Yeah. You know, so why not just keep going? Keep going. Focus on your goal. You probably haven't hit it yet. If you're a rookie, if you have, great. But why not do another goal right now? Yeah. Like you know, I hit 100 accounts. Okay, well, do 150. Yeah. Or 150 to 200, whatever it is. But set a new goal and just go after it. You know, and and maybe you know, don't ever move the goal that your original goal. Just move your the action behind it, right? Love that. You know, so if you're you know if you're at 30 accounts right now, your goal was 125. I mean, double down. Double down. This is the time. Like, yeah. let's go. Double down. Let's go. Love that. Okay, so you've heard it firsthand. This is Freddie Katoda. I'm Sam Taggart. And, dude, I just want to thank you for being on the show. No problem, man. Thanks for having me. Okay, you guys are awesome. Much love. Share this, like this, give it a heart or something. I don't know. Write it a review. Tell Freddie he's good looking. Review. <laughs> something. <laughs> I don't know. Love you guys. All right.